This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's fourth life-changing message in his powerful Overcomer series is all about what he refers to as man's negative meditation. Common to many, it's a curse that has the ability to drain joyful expectation from even the most positive believer who's dealing with those real-life issues like money, children, health, and even one's relationship with God. And nowhere in this message of encouragement, overcoming worry, does Pastor Ray deny that worry can be very real for most people. The Christian, especially if an habitual worrier, seldom acts in faith, robbing him of the joy and honor of effectively being used for God's purpose. Listen carefully as Pastor addresses the seven important strategies that have helped him personally in his battles with worry. Each may be a decision for today that will help protect all of your tomorrows. The Christian's responsibility is not to put voice to their worry, but simply to do all they can do and let God do the rest. I'm just nuts about Jesus. I'm just nuts about, I don't know, I just look over my life and I'm just so delighted in how God has worked and what God has done, what God is still doing every day. Every day is a new day, a new adventure. And, uh, you know, for me, the days are getting longer and working harder every day. And, you know, it seems like I have less and less time to do some of the things that I like to do in a personal way. But that's okay. I'm excited that God has chosen me to be a vessel. I'm, I'm delighted that God works through me and flows through my life. How many of you are excited? You see, and you don't look to me and just say, well, you're the pastor. And that's, that's the reason that you're supposed to feel that way. No, that's for every single one of us. You see, and one of the things the devil wants to do is get you so distracted. We'll talk about that tonight. But get you so focused on yourself and your own needs and wants and worries and so on and so forth that you're ineffective for God. And that's the, that's the thing. Amen? So tonight I want to go over to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. And I want to start in verse 25. And I want to talk a little bit tonight about a subject that Jesus... Uh, we're going to go through these verses and we're going to extract some thoughts. But I want to spend a little bit in the opening here because I think that this is an issue that we're all challenged with from time to time. And I believe that this is something that a lot of us are challenged with more so um, in, this, uh, in this day that we're living, in this time, in this season of life, because there are a lot of pressures. Uh, anybody have pressures in their life, concerns, you see? And we as Christians have got to be reminded over and over again that we have, um, you know, we have from the Word of God the confidence that we do not have to take these concerns and upon our life, but that God really wants us to live in this life free of these concerns and worries and so on and so forth. So here in verse 25, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, he says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Now, if you have a highlighter, if you have a red pen, if you can't do that, ladies, pull out a high, uh, an eyebrow liner or something, an eyebrow pencil, whatever you got. 
And I want you to just underline those few words right there that say, that say very clearly, do not worry about your life. So say it, say, do not worry about your life. Now, sometimes in the heat of battle, in the heat of worry and struggle, you have to remind yourself that you're not to worry about your life. And there's all kinds of worries. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And people are worried about money. Oh, come on. How many of you now be honest in this church? No lying in church. How many of you are worried about money? Be honest. Come on, be honest. Honest. I want to see honesty in the house. I'm worried about money. All right. I'm not going to rebuke you. I may call you up and lay hands. No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> do not worry about your life. So you're not to worry about money. So people are worried about money. People are worried about, you know, kids. How many of you are worried about your kids? You're a bunch of liars here tonight. There's a whole lot more of you that are worried about your kids because you all loaded on me. I hear about it every day. You're all worried about your kids. Right? My own family right here are lying right before me. They didn't even raise their hands. You know you suckers are worried about your kids. I know it. You didn't raise your hands. Worried about your kids. Worried about your future. You know, here, I, I don't know. I, I have this, I don't know, the Holy Ghost is just, Putting this on me, because I, I mean, this is a there may be a lady or two or three or four, maybe even ten that have to hear this. Worried about your biological clock ticking. <laughs> worry, 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 man. You know, worry, worry, worry is, is a real problem, because if you worry too much, it's going to cause some harmful effects in your life. Worry has a way of really eating away at your life. First of all, it eats away at your peace, and it eats away at your joy, and it eats away at your confidence in God. And, and when, you, when you allow worry to come into your life, what you end up doing is you begin to take things into your own hands, and you're no longer trusting God by faith for the things that concern you. I've got news for you here tonight that the very things that concern you concern God. God is concerned about your concerns. And you have to know that God has a way, God has a plan, God has something, some way of working in your life to help you uh, through the concerns in your life. But when you take matters into your own hands, you're going to cause a mess, you're going to cause a disaster. If you don't deal with worry in your life, and I tell you, we've got to get this attitude in our life, I'm going to walk around without any cares, without any worries, I just don't care about it. Because I put those cares in the hands of the Lord. You see, worry, worry has a very harmful effect upon a person's life. We believers that have the Word of God should be the most worry-free people that are on the earth because we've got the promise from the Word of God. We've got God looking over our lives. The Bible says very clearly, I don't have the address right now, but, you know, he, he watches over us carefully and affectionately. He, he cares about those things that concern us. And he has a plan and a way to get us out of those things and to help us through those things. And I think we've got to be reminded, I don't know, I do anyway. I don't have this all perfect. I wish I did. There are times when I begin to take worry on myself. But I have to keep reminding myself that I'm, my life is in the hands of God. He told me right here, Jesus, these are red letter Words, he said, Jesus said, do not worry about your life. As a matter of fact, you know, he, he says that how, and we'll read through here in a minute, but how, has anyone ever added even one minute to their life, one inch to their life, one anything to their life through the, through the practice of worry, you know? And worry is, is, is really, I like to call worry, it's negative meditation. 
And we're supposed to be meditating on the Word of God and renewing our spirits in the Word of God. And you say, well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. And you don't know. But you know what? I'm going to tell you what. When you learn to live carefree, casting your cares upon the Lord and trusting God with everything, and have this kind of mindset that I just don't care. I don't care, man. I'm trusting God, and I know God's going to come through, and I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know through whom he's going to do it. I don't know, I don't know the plan. But I know this, that he is going to do it because he is the God who cannot lie. His word is truth. His word is truth. I said his word is truth. His word is truth. His word is truth. His word has to work because he, he backs it up by his own name. He backs it up by his own reputation. The word has to work. So, so, so who can, who, who can add in the word? Worry is just negative meditation. It's just, it's just chewing on all the negative facts that are, and I did say facts because sometimes the things that are standing against you or you're standing against are truth. They're facts. We don't deny truth. We just override truth with a greater truth. And that's the truth of the word of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing as believers. We're supposed to be overriding what is presented to us and submit all of these things that come against us, which may be truths. You know, when you get a bad report from the doctor, that's a truth. When he says you got cancer, that's a truth. You can't deny the truth. But what you do is submit that truth to a higher truth, which is in a higher authority, which is the word of God. The truth may be, the facts may be that I have, I'm suffering or, or, you know, dealing with an illness, but the truth of God's word, who is the higher authority, is that God has authority over every sickness, over every disease. God has authority over, over my financial situation. God has authority over my business. God has authority over my children. God has authority over my home. God has authority over my future. You see, he says, do not worry about your life. And, and, and you see, when you, when you worry, you become ineffective for God. You become ineffective as, a, as a, a spokesman for God or as a vessel through whom God wants to work. So worry has a very, very harmful effect on the life of a believer. And, and we, we, need, we need to fight worry with everything we've got. And, and it's something that, you know, I mean, we have to, I have to cut you slack here because it is a human thing. You know, it's a human um, operation, emotion, whatever you want to call it. It is a human, it's a human problem. But we do not we, not, we need to remind ourselves that we need to override that thing with everything we've got because if we don't, worry will have a very, very harmful effect. So he says here, um, do not worry about your life. I want to just give you a definition of the word worry uh, from the Greek. And the word worry from the Greek means to divide into parts. Let's just talk about that for a minute. When, you're, when, when, when worry is grabbed hold on the inside of your life, you know, inside of you, and in your thinking, gotten into your mind and into your thinking process. What happens is that word divided into parts, really we could use another word, brings confusion. Worry can bring confusion. When you stop trusting God and trusting his word and, and, and trusting what God says about your situation and your tomorrows and, and your financial challenges or whatever it be, and sometimes it's not even that. It's sometimes it's just worried about, is my dream really going to come to pass? You know, I've got a big dream and little provision. How is it going to come to pass? Well, when you get over into worry, you begin to get confused. And when confusion comes in, the Bible says in, in the book of James that confusion is of the devil, you see. It's, it's of the enemy. And, and, and confusion is, is to divide you in, part, to, in parts, to separate you, to, to get you thinking here or there. And, and when, you, when you're confused, I, you tell me if this is true, if I'm, 
I'm the only one that goes through this. When confusion comes, it's like my mind is all scrambled. I can't focus on this or that or everything seems to be like just a scrambled picture to me when confusion comes in. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And the devil is the devil of confusion and he likes to, to do that. So when you allow worry to get a foothold into your life, when you allow worry to grip you and grab you like that, what it's going to do is going to cause confusion to come in. And when confusion comes in, you're not going to be able to hear the voice of God clearly and act and respond in, in the way that you need to as God directs you. You have to fight that. So worry has that very harmful effect in our lives. And Jesus said, do not worry. So one of the things that I practice in my life is that when I get the temptation to worry, I have to, I have to, I have to speak to myself. I don't know about you, but, but and this is, this, is, this is Bible, I have to speak sometimes, sometimes I have to actually go to a mirror and look at this sorry face and say, do, Jesus said, do not worry. Are you one of Jesus' disciples? Yes. Do not worry. Come on, somebody in this house. Because worry unchecked is going to cause confusion. Another word that can de uh, describe um, Worry, the word uh, suggests distraction. How many of you would agree with me that you get very distracted when you fall into worry? Worry has a very, you know, has a very powerful distracting force. And all, you know, all of a sudden, I should be thinking about prayer, and I should be thinking about God's word, and I should be thinking with hope and expectation over my future and over the future of, of all my, my, the things that concern my life. But when worry comes in, all of a sudden I'm distracted from all the good and positive things that I should be thinking about, just like the Bible says in Philippians, right? He tells you what to think about. He gives you the patterns for thought in the book of Philippians, right? How many of you know the patterns of thought? Some of you said, that's right. You know what? We got to open to it. Go to the book of Philippians. I got to teach you right here because you're, you're not, you're, I don't think you know it. You don't, you've never seen the patterns here that God has laid down for our thinking process. Keep your finger in Matthew, but go to Philippians, the book of Philippians chapter 4. And let's, let's do this, because this, this, um, this goes along with it. Um, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Now this is the word of God. He says, I like this, he says, be anxious for nothing. For what? Nothing. What does nothing mean? Nothing. It means Nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious. Don't be anxious for money. Don't be anxious over your future. Don't be anxious over your children. Don't be anxious over getting married. I don't know why I'm on that tonight. I don't know. I'm smelling something in the air here. Something smells fishy. Be anxious. You know, you know what anxious does? It causes you, causes you to make some decisions that later you're going to really regret. And all comes and stems from that spirit of worry that gets on your life. So he says, be anxious for nothing. For nothing. So, so here, let me, let me give you a liberating, freeing word from God tonight. You're not to be anxious to worry about anything. Like, like some, some you can't even receive. You're like... <laughs> you, know, you know what the problem is? You are so, you are so programmed to worry that you don't even believe this word. I can't stop your worrying. You can't even pray your worrying away. You have to force yourself to stop worrying. You have to purposefully force yourself, change your thinking. Bible says take every thought captive and make it obedient unto the word of Christ. 
You, you, see, you see, you can't just hope that it's going to... You have to force yourself. And things aren't going to change in your life until you break the power of worry. Because when you're in worry, you're not in faith. When you're worried, you're not in faith. You're not turning things over. So it's, be anxious for nothing, but this is what you should be doing. But in everything... So in good times, in not so good times, in high times, in low times, in easy times, hard times, bright days, dark days, good days, not so good days, in everything, by prayer, so we're supposed to be praying. Uh, let me come over here. Let me see, because the amens are getting weak over here. I said, we're supposed to be praying. You see, one of the things, if you're worrying, that's a, that's a true sign that you're not praying. And sometimes, you know, I, but this has happened to me, so I'll, it's, it's sometimes I start to pray, you know, get, this is happening, I start praying, and all of a sudden it changes to worry. Then I start talking about my worries before I'm worried about this, and God says, shut up, just pray. Not you, Pearl, I wouldn't say that to you, dear God, I love you. We're supposed to be praying. We're supposed to be praying. Prayer, listen to this, prayer changes things. You need something changed, pray. So it says here, I'm getting to the patterns of thought, but I'm going, I'm going the, the, the way, uh, the slow boat to China way. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And supplication simply means specific requests. That's what it means to supplicate. It's actually a legal term. Um, and, and it really means to, you know, prepare as if you were going to argue your case before just to supplicate. So you have to be very specific in your supplication. It means to be very specific. And I like that. So if there are things you want specifically, you ought to write those things down. And then put them, see, that's why I ought to develop a prayer list. You know, at times in my life I've done that as I've needed it. Um, but you, you put things down and then every day you open that up and you begin to pray. You're supplicating over those things. Okay? So, so to supplicate with thanksgiving. In other words, you're supposed to be thanking God. Let your requests be made known to God. And a very interesting thing happens when you practice verse 6. When you, when you practice verse 6, when you practice dealing with your anxiousness and dealing with your worry and your frustrations, and, 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 and you begin to, to pick up prayer over, over your kids, prayer over the situations that they're facing, prayer, come on, prayer, say everybody, prayer, prayer, prayer over your business, I'm going to tell you what, you ought, to, you ought to practice this as a believer. If you want your business to prosper and you want your business to grow, there are some very basic things you need to do. Number one, you need to submit it to God. Number two, you need to give out of your business. Number three, you need to pray over your business. Walk around your business and pray strong prayers. Thank you, Lord, that this place is expanding and growing. That's how I got to this place with the church. Just praying, 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 praying. I was talking to a man the other day who knows this area. I just met him. And we were talking about it. I told him where we built the church and built it in White Plains and bought the 4.3 acres and, and, you know, removed all this rice. I said, man, he said, how long did it take you? I said, 36 months from the day that we bought the property to the day we moved into the building. He says, 36 months? He says, I know White Plains. I know that area. Man, that's a miracle. I said, thank God. It's a miracle. I know it's a miracle. You see? 
You see, prayer changed. We prayed our way through this. We prayed over this place. We marched around the building. Come on, somebody. Do you, you want me to just preach a nice little message and send you out of here as dumb as you came in this morning, this, this, this evening? Or do you want, to, you want to hear the truth of God's word and, and, and learn how to appropriate this word and do something with it so that it will change your life and your circumstances and shape your future that will be so bright and so prosperous more than you could ever imagine in your life? What would you rather have? So, so he said, this is, this is what comes on you, comes upon you when you, when you do verse 6, says in verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. See, when, when, when you've got worry and you start praying, man, I'm going to tell you, you start praying? I mean, not, not, <laughs> not these kind of prayers like this, like, you know, you, you, you're getting up and eating your breakfast, saying, well, thank you, Lord, for the food, and thank you, bless you for the damn <laughs> Watch the news and go to work. That's not praying. That's saying hello to God, maybe, but that ain't praying. If you think that's morning devotion or evening devotion, you know, evening devotion, you know, you get into bed, get on the covers, get all warm and snuggly, and, and, and you, you, know, you say, oh, God, thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for everything, Lord. Ah. And next thing you know, it's morning. If you think that's praying, man, you got something wrong, man. That's not praying. I mean, praying, praying is when you, you listen, you, 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 you start praying, Lord God, hallelujah. I thank you for the breakthrough, Jesus. I thank you that this thing cannot exist in my life. I thank you, Jesus, that this thing is turning around according to your word. You said, say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and do not doubt in my heart, but believe the things that I say and I will have whatsoever I say. So I say to this mountain, I say to this problem, I say to this business, I say to these kids, I say to this trouble, be thou removed. When you start praying like that, I, I can't explain it, but when you start praying like that, all of a sudden there's a peace that comes from heaven that floods your soul. You can be in the midst of the most fiery trial. You can be in the midst of the hottest battle. You can be in the midst of everything collapsing or at the, at the, the border of falling apart. You can, be, you, can, you can be in the worst days of your life. But when you submit yourself to strong prayers before God and you stay with it and you don't pray for two minutes and a half, you pray for 15, 20, a half hour. I, sometimes I pray two and three hours without, without, without stopping, just praying and seeking God and praying in the spirit because there's not enough English words that you can pray in three hours without repeating yourself over and over and over and over and over. That's why God's given us the awesome prayer language of tongues so that we can pray out of the depths of our spirit. And as the Bible teaches and says that our, our, our mind is unfruitful, our spirit prays, but our mind is unfruitful. That's what it's for. And you pray and you pray. And it says the peace of God. And it just doesn't say the peace of God. This peace is so awesome. It says the peace of God which surpasses all unders. In other words, why am I so peaceful when I'm in the middle of this stinking mess? Why do I have such a peace when I'm just, I'm just going through such a, a fiery trial? Why, do I, why, do I, why am I experiencing such a, a peace? Nothing's changed, but the, something's changed in me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
why, why, why is the heaviness lifted? I feel a little guilty. I feel like I should be heavy right now. Why am I feeling so lighthearted? I'm not supposed to feel this way. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.